Welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ. We are on Season 5, Episode number 1, and I've decided to go back to interviews, and I have reached out to some great, great coaches. Um, I think this season is going to be really good. We're going to have some great interviews, going to be sharing some great information for everybody out there that's been listening. Um, And so on this first episode, we have Shooting Coach, Mike Dunn, uh, he is actually out of New Jersey, and we were able to get together and have a discussion, and we talked about his philosophy on skill development, his philosophy on shooting. Um, just he gave us some tips and some information that parents can take, and and coaches and players, and just you know just his thoughts on on shooting and who are some of his his favorite shooters and some of his favorite players. They can shoot the ball really well. So he shared some great information, gave us some really good insight. So I think you're going to enjoy this this episode. I think you're going to get some some valuable information. Now, towards the end of this episode, um, around the 30-minute mark or so, the audio is not great. You can still hear it, um, but it, it gets it gets a little, a little sketchy. Um, but that does last towards the end of the episode. So... Uh, that is it. This is the episode I interview Mike Dunn. Uh, make sure you're paying attention and, and take some good notes. All right. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ, and I have a very special guest with us today. We have shooting coach, shooting guru, Mike Dunn. Uh, he's going to give us some great information on, on shooting and talk about uh, maybe even go into a little bit about some of these myths that we that we often hear about when it comes to shooting. So, uh, Coach, I appreciate you being here. Uh, before we really dive into this thing, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you got into uh, to being a shooting coach and into skill development? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, yeah, I, I've really only been doing the actual coaching thing for, for about three years, so, so really focused uh, shooting coaching-wise. But – um, I coached in the I coached in the high school level a little bit, but ultimately I got my start. I played basketball at Philadelphia University, so it's a Division two school right in Philadelphia, and I played for Coach Herb McGee. So anybody who doesn't know who Coach McGee is, Coach McGee was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame a couple of years ago. Um, he's known as the Shot Doctor. He's a professional shooting coach. Worked with guys like Charles Barkley, you know, like some really big guys. Um, and I was fortunate enough that I could always shoot. I never thought about the mechanics of shooting or, or getting that in depth with it, but I, I could always shoot. So in the summertime, Coach McGee would take me to his shooting clinics and I would often demonstrate while he taught. So I kind of got the blueprint in terms of the teaching aspect of it and, and you know, working with kids and, and, and other players and whatnot, um, not really knowing that that would kind of set me up for the future in terms of being able to to, to kind of do things my own way and, 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 and kind of make a career out of it. Uh, but that kind of laid the blueprint for me. And uh, I ultimately decided a few years ago that I was really going to start pursuing it and t- try to, uh, in, in, in my words, and I, I've said, I'm, I'm on record saying, I want to be the best that I want to be the best there is at it. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I know that I'm not now, um, but I, that's something I strive towards every day. And so for the past three years, I've really dedicated myself to it. I've seen tons of growth personally with it, not just, and then, and then growth in, in players that I've worked with. So it's been a really, really cool journey up to this point. 
I know when I used to play, I played Division II basketball also at a small school in South South Arkansas. And um, now that I'm coaching and doing the skill development and paying attention to the details and things like yep. that, I sometimes wish I'm like, man, I wish I could go back. <laughs> right. Some of the right. stuff I know now, and right. actually apply that to when you know when I was when I was playing. So, um, yeah, it just it just seems like now it's just the details of the game and some of the little tricks and stuff that that I didn't know then, you know, that I know now from just studying and, and learning the game. Right, absolutely. So uh, let's get right into this. So uh, with, with this podcast has been strictly on skill development. Yep. Um, what is your definition of just skill development and how important is it to the game of basketball? You know, it, it, well, first of all, the, to, to answer the, you know, the latter part of the question, skill development is, it's so important because you, I, I think you have done skill development. If you, if you, if you really think about it, you look at the guys in the, at the very top of the top. So if you look at the guys in the NBA, athleticism doesn't separate those guys that much anymore when you get to that level. Mm-hmm. And what, does the, what, what separates them is skill. It's skill development. It's, it's the skills. It's the understanding of the game. And that's where, where people really start to, to separate themselves. You can have a guy with all the athletic ability in the world, but if he doesn't develop the skill set necessary to, to accompany that athleticism, mm-hmm. you're not going to find yourself playing too long. And um, one of the big things that I tell kids, uh, you know, when I work my clinics and everything, I tell them, look, shooting the basketball is a skill. I don't care how tall you are. I don't care how fast you are, how high you can jump. Anybody can shoot the basketball. I can, I can teach anybody to shoot the basketball. It's up to you to put in the time, but that's a skill. That's a, that's a translatable skill on, every, on any level. And if you can do that, you're going to start to separate yourself. So, um, and what is skill development to me? I, I mean, I think my, my definition of it is, uh, you know, it's, it's the basic uh, layering of progressions. I think you have to start with a really basic understanding of what it is you're ultimately trying to achieve, mm-hmm. isolating those simple habits, and then slowly progressing off of them. So with shooting, I, I, I just, we start as basic as possible, but we continue to, you know, to build off of those basic movements up to the point where we're working on very, very difficult things but our basic level of understanding is still within each drill that we're doing. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when I think of skill development, I think of actual development, you know, the, the teaching and the instruction part of the game. Um, there's been a lot of controversy on what actual skill development is. Um, you know, right. coaches have their own ways and, of, of doing it, you know, some are real traditional, some are more, I guess you'd say innovative or more or more new age. But, right. you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's all about the fundamentals. I don't think anyone is really reinventing the wheel. We're just using a different vehicle to help a player get from point A to point B. Absolutely. You know, some agree with it, with, with a particular way our coach is doing it, and some like it, you know, just, hey, I just, I'm going to keep it old school. The analogy I use talk about cars. Some people want a Ferrari to get from point right. A to point B. Some just right. say, man, just, look, just give me a Toyota Camry. <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> like, point A to point B. And uh, we're still trying to reach the same destination. 100%, man. Um, so now let's be a little more specific when it comes to shooting. There are a lot of theories out there about shooting. Some people are just diehard this is how you do it. This is the only way to do it. And then they, of course they will show film or statistics 
Um, but for you in particular, what is your philosophy when it comes to, to shooting? Uh, is there anything particular you just feel like a player must do or must learn, or is it a case-by-case -case basis? Um, I, think, I think one thing that has to happen for every single player to make shots, no matter what, is their hand has to come under the ball at some point in time. Mm -hmm. So my theory in five words is shoot it up and shoot it up and straight. Shoot it up and shoot it straight. That's it. If you can shoot the ball up and straight, you're going to make a lot of shots. So the only way the ball goes up is if your hand comes under the ball. You're going sh to shoot with the best trajectory possible. So that's really my, you know, that, that's, that's the big thing with me. Now, how we get to that point is largely dependent on the body type of the player to me. So you have the traditional one motion versus two motion. I really do think there is a difference. But I think if you look at somebody that's a, a little bit on the smaller side, they're, you know, they're going to be a little bit more prone to shoot a one motion shot successfully. Uh, myself, I'm 6'6", six, six, and I have close to a 6'9 wingspan. I'm going to shoot more of a two-motion shot. My levers are a little bit different than a, a, somebody that's 6'2 or 6'3, like a, like a Steph Curry. So, um, But the commonality in both of us is that our hand is going to come underneath that basketball at one point. It's going to be under that ball. It's going to be centered under that ball, which is going to allow us to lift that ball straight up in the air. Yeah, I know that um, I'm more of a – of a, of a, you know, I, I had this motion where I stop and then shoot it. Right. Um, I've <laughs> now I'm 40, and I will watch like clips of of of, uh, of you on Instagram or Dave Love or somebody else, and then I go out and try to do that. I try to right. I try to look at it in a way and say, okay, if I'm going to teach something to a particular player, then I want to be able to to demonstrate it. Or yeah. be able to show them video if it's, you know, I know I'm not playing anymore, but I still want to get out there and make shots. You know, right. so I go to the right. gym this evening and we play, you know, if I don't shoot the ball well, I'm getting back in the gym and get up some shots. It's just a competitive yeah. nature of me. Um, but I, I just know that I've seen different coaches and they're just like, your feet have to be this way. Your right. hand has to be this way. And it's like no negotiable. But one thing that I've learned over the years from the players I've worked with, I have some players that, that need to turn and I have some players that need to be straight. Right. Um, I have some players who, who their index fingers right there in the middle of the ball. Some is, is the valve of the ball is in between the index right. and the middle of the finger. Um, yep. I just, to me, I just feel like your feet and your hands are really important as long as you're on balance and you have a good follow through, like you said, getting a hand underneath the ball. Yep. I think some of these other things that we spend a lot of time on can kind of work themselves out. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they work themselves out. Now, I also definitely have my theories in terms of all that stuff with the, the, the angle, our, mm -hmm. our posture is a really big thing with me, all that kind of stuff. Um, but the way I teach, especially if I'm working one on one with a player, is I want them. I, I'm going to drop subtle, subtle hints on what I really think is best. Right. But right. I want them to kind of subconsciously start doing it. Mm -hmm. So I'll give my theory like, hey, you know, if, if you want ultimate, you know, the optimal trajectory on your shot, this is a way you could do it if, you know, and then they'll start toying around with it. And then you see the light bulb go off. And like, right. Oh, that works. You know what I mean? So, um, yes, each player is different 100%. And I think we all have our, our own theories. Um, but I definitely have ones that I, I think uh, really work <laughs> and, yeah. and ones that I can implement right away and get somebody to start making a little more shots. Now they're not going to make shots continuously when they leave the gym, 
I can get them to shoot the perfect shot in front of me. But it's, I mean, as you know, as a trainer or, you know, anybody in skill development, it's not about you shooting that perfect shot right now. It's you being able to shoot that perfect shot again and again and again and again. So, um, you know, that's that, that's the fun part of it. Yeah. Cause I, I try to get the players to understand it's a process, you know, right. You know, a lot of kids come in and I have kids and I'm sure you have seen the same thing. They don't care how they shoot the ball. They just worried about the outcome a lot of times, mm. especially the younger kids. Um, yeah. They elbow is out and the ball is going in. They're going to keep shooting with their elbow out. Right. The moment we try to make that correction, they're like, well, I was making some shots the other way. And now I'm not making any shots this way. So yeah. why do you want me to change it? And I just try to get them to understand in the long run, this will benefit you more than it is when you're with your elbow out or whatever yeah. it is, whatever skill that they, that they could be, they could be lacking. Yeah. So when it comes to working with a player on the individual level, you got a one-on-one yep. -on -one with a kid. How do you, how do you like to prepare for those for these sessions? Like if, okay, so if you have a player that you've seen before and you've worked with them, how do you prepare for their session? Or if you have a parent to email you or contact you and say, Hey, my kid needs work on their, on their shooting. Um, right. You prepare for a session and network. Yeah. So the, the way I do it, and it goes both ways, it, it's always best if I can see some type of footage, especially if I've never met the kid or anything like that. So I can kind of see what we're going through um, to begin with. Um, so the, the, the difference would be if I have never seen the kid play or anything like that to that, you know, I'm going to start them off just with a, like almost a regular type workout because for the first 10, 15 minutes, I just want to see what they naturally do. I have to see what they naturally do. I'm not going to automatically pigeonhole them into something without ever seeing what they already do well. Uh, so my whole thing is, let's see what do you do well. I'll I'll just analyze it right there. Boom. All right, now we're now we're going to make our adjustments. Whereas if I've been working with a player or seen a player, you know, it's going to be catered towards how am I going to make that player successful in games. Let's let's work on on shots and actions that we know for a fact that you're going to see in your game. So I'm not going, I'm not going to take a kid, you know, that's, you know, getting majority of pick and pop 15 footers and have them, you know, shooting nothing but corner three. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to translate things as much as possible in order to make them successful when it's time for them to actually step on the, on the court and it counts. When you're working with a player and let's say they have a, some type of flaw, whether it's yep. follow through or they're off balance, or let's say it's a number of different things. Let's say you got a kid that's fourth, fifth grade, sixth grade, and they're really learning how to shoot for the first time. Yeah. Do you try to stick with one or two skills or something within their mechanics? Or do you try to say, okay, this is everything that's going on. We're going to try to work on this all at one time. Or do you just try to say, okay, well, I'm not worried about everything else. Let's first get your follow through. Or first, let's work on your feet. Or first, let's work on your grip. How do you, how do you, um, handle a situation like that yeah that's, a, that's an awesome question and so the way i like to do it is kind of like how i define skill development in terms of starting with something very basic and then layering it um so if you know for instance i, I just had a player that i worked with um getting them to understand that uh we, we wanted one fluid motion i didn't want them stopping at the top they were bringing the ball and then stopping a hitch and then shooting mm -hmm. so our whole focus was just smoothing that out and a big way that I do that, and you, you touched on it recent, or, or just, just a little bit ago, um, because you, you said that kids are so concerned with the outcome of making shots. If they're, if they're like, well, I'm already making shots. Um, but on the flip side of that, if kids aren't making shots, 
that also impacts them very that impacts them mentally. So what I like to do, especially when we're isolating a habit like that, um, I go one at a time and then I pull them away from the hoop. So we go away from the hoop in general. Uh, one of the terms that I stole from a from a clinic that I was at uh, recently, which was amazing to me, they call it NATO, which is not atta- not attached to outcomes. And so we just go away from the hoop and I just have them observe everything that's going on. We'll, we'll do a shoot the line drill where they're just shooting on the line, seeing where that ball lands. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, where, where, what happened here? Why do you think that happened? And this way, we're taking them completely away from the makes and misses aspects of it. And they're just focused on, on that one habit that we're trying to change. And I found that when you do that with a player, if they're in sixth grade, or if you do that with a player in high school or in college, it, it, it lasts. The impact lasts because they take their focus away from makes and misses and they actually put their focus on the act, the, the act of what they're doing. Yeah, that's something I found valuable, too, um, because when you're shooting at the basket and we could tell a kid don't worry about making making a shot. Yeah. In the back of the time, they're looking at whether that ball goes in. And, exactly. uh, you know, if it ain't going in, then they're going to get frustrated. And then yep. we have to deal with that on top of them not shooting the ball the correct way. So yeah, just like that drill you were talking about, getting on the line, and I and I and I do it too, you know. And and even when I'm shooting, because I'm real competitive, if we do it ten times, I'm counting how many times I'm making that ball land on the line. Oh. You, well, you have <laughs> yeah. to. That's it. That I, that's a, that's a part of improvement. I mean, you yeah. you can't if, if 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 you're not measuring what you're doing, you yeah. you're never going to know you're improving. So that's like that's one of you know, you might just be doing it because you're competitive, but like in all actuality, that's like, that's measurable results. Um, you know what I mean? And that's how you know you're getting better at it. Yeah. So, you know, and that's, I, I love that drill. And also there was a drill I stole from my, uh, my high school coach. He did something similar to that, but instead of on the line, he was lined up against the side of the backboard. Yep. He was shooting with just one hand and, and I saw him doing that one day and he was just coming right back to his hand and he'd catch it and shoot it back, kept going. And I've had a few players do that. Um, and then I could really show them about their control with their grip and everything. Right. Basketball is like hitting the rim or going behind the goal and stuff like this. So um, so now let's talk about if you have a group. Yep. You got two, three, four players. Um, what does those sessions look like? Um, are you more into the actions of, you know, coming out pin downs and, and playing out penetration, or is it more of uh, still a lot of technique type stuff? Well, it, there's always going to be the technique portion of it, just because I, I feel like that's something that no matter who you are, if you're a player just starting or you're a player on the highest level, there's a certain portion of getting your mind and your body ready to shoot the ball the correct way. So, I mean, uh, one of my favorite examples is Kyle Korver. If you watch him before he takes a shot at the basket, He's doing the shoot the line drill. He's 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 tuning up per se, like to get his mind and his body ready before he jumps into any of that. So that's all going to be the same. That stuff, no matter no matter if it's a group or an individual, we're all here to make shots. And the way we start to make shots is we get ourselves in some type of routine, even if it's only ten minutes. At least that ten minutes every day is going to add up, going to add up over time, where you're paying real attention to what you're doing. Um, then the, the way it differs is in a group, it's going to be a lot more, uh, you know, program driven in terms of my workout's going to be much more mapped out ahead of time with a group. Whereas for an individual, I can do, I'll do a lot more things on the fly because I'll notice different yeah. things here and there and I can give them all of my attention. But with a group, I can't, 
I can't give tons of time to one person yeah. when I'm, you know, it's a little bit different, but that's, that's probably the only difference. Okay. So I know you probably see a lot of, a lot of uh, parents that may be working with their kids and yeah. they can't figure something out. Um, sometimes I have kids come to me. I don't see them on, um, you know, very often, but the parents are trying to get their shot going. Their kid may be in a slump and they, and they, and they'll contact me. Um, but what type of tips would you give coaches or trainers or even even parents when it comes to working with their with kids on shooting? Like, is there a certain things that, that they need to make sure that they're looking for? Or is there certain techniques that they have to make sure that, that their kid is doing? Or, you know, is there a certain drill that you say every kid needs to do this? What type of tips would you give them on when you're talking about working with someone on shooting? Yeah, that's that's tough. Just because every person is so, every problem is so individualized. So it, it it it's tough to just throw like a blanket statement out on, hey, this is what you what everybody has to do. Um, but I, I I really think everything comes down to me. And and like I said, I already said it once. But is that ball going up in the air? Are we getting the trajectory on the ball that we need to get on the ball? Because if we can do that, if we can accomplish that you're already going to make a lot more shots. When you get that ball up in the air, you're increasing the surface area of the hoop, essentially, right? So that ball's coming up on a perfect trajectory. Now two balls can fit through the hoop. We've all seen those pictures, right? The two right. balls that are fitting the hoop. Well, the only way that happens if the balls are dropped straight down, right? That doesn't happen if the balls are coming in at an angle. They have to drop straight down in order to fit. So getting that through to a parent and to a player to understand, hey, the higher this ball goes, and the better trajectory we get on this shot, the bigger our surface area now becomes and the more chance we have of making shots. So if we can do that, I mean, hey, that's, 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 that's really half the battle. And I guess that would be the same thing for us if, if a player, um, if you're going to give a, a player a tip, uh, make sure their hands underneath the ball, trajectory on the shot. Um, yep. do, you, do you think that – I know we see players like Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Kyle Korver. J.J. Reddick, these guys that can just really just knock down shots. Um, but with me, what I see, it seems like a lot of players are more trying to play an athletic game, mm -hmm. um, I guess, to, to some degree. But do, do you think that, that players are spending enough time just going to the park and shooting or in a dressboy no. shooting? No. Just <laughs> no, man. No. I mean, I, I – like I, I, I think it's one of those things. It's like, you know, there's a, there's a great there's a quote by this guy's name, Jamie Will. It says, everybody wants that perfect body, but no one wants to do, do their push-ups on Monday morning, right? Mm -hmm. Like, everybody's like, man, I want this. I want that. I, I want to look like this. I want to be strong. And then Monday morning comes, and everybody's hitting that, that snooze button. No one wants to do their push-ups. It's the same with jump shots. Nobody, everybody wants to be a shooter. Hey, I want to make shots. I want to make shots. Hey, man, I, I'm, I'm biased, but I think that shooting a jump shot takes and, and perfecting it um, – takes a, a heck of a lot more commitment and time than a lot of this ball the ball handling and all that kind of stuff does yeah. you gotta under, you gotta understand man you watch watch an nba game watch when they come on tv and if you're if you're not one of those players that's names on the marquee if you're not lebron if you're not Kyrie, if you're you know if you're not those guys look you're maybe going to have two dribbles maximum to get to do work with yeah. and a perfect example of that and i tell kids look at danny green Danny Green's been in the league for how many years? And he's coveted. Play, like Teams are like, we need Danny Green. 
Danny Green doesn't do anything that's that's going to sell sneakers or you know what I mean. But Danny right. Green's making eleven to fifteen million dollars a year because Danny Green can hit wide open threes, he can defend, and he can put the ball on the floor two times. Yeah. But players don't want to. They don't want to. They don't want to just dedicate that time. You know what I mean? It's just it it it, it it's too, it's a lot. It really is a lot to become a great shooter. But it's one of those things that so few of people do it that when you find people that do. Their, their value is just beyond belief. Yeah, two things come to mind when you said that I saw, I was on YouTube a couple of years back and I saw uh, a highlight of, of MJ, Michael Jordan. And he had 40 some points, 50 some points. I can't remember who he was playing against, but I watched all every basket that he made. And every time he attacked, he took no more than two dribbles. I mean, it was- I mean, it was just two dribble, two dribble, pull up, two dribble, you know, spin move or hard dribble left between the legs, pull up. And it was just like, okay, you know, but, but kids, when they see him, they think of the, the dunks and the acrobatic finishes right. and stuff like that. Um, and even with Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson has probably oh. arguably one of the best shooters in, in the league. And, right. you know, it's just like everybody likes Clay. But it's not something they really want to talk about until he does something like score right. sixty points and he only dribbles <laughs> three hey, times man, the I, whole game. You know, right. <laughs> I talk about Clay. I'll talk about Clay till I'm blue in the face because that guy to me he's the epitome of. I mean, he, he's not. He's another one of those guys that's not crazy athletic. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He just he just gets it, man. He just knows that you you understand how to play this game. You can score a lot of points. It's a simple game. I think sometimes we complicate it. I'm not against all the guys that do the crazy skill development stuff. Like I think that's yeah. great stuff. You're putting, you know, you're taking somebody and putting them outside of their comfort zone. I think that sometimes you just have to come to the realization that um, you're going to be able to have to shoot a pull up jump shot. Yeah. And, you know, and coaches, yeah. coaches love players that can shoot a pull up. Coaches love players that can stretch a defense. There's a lot of guys out there that can put the ball on the floor 10 times. There's not a lot of guys who can hit a three and take a one dribble pull up and hit that on a consistent basis. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, um, I, I tell players, sometimes you got to do the boring drills to make your game exciting. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. you know, a lot of times they want to dribble two basketballs and tennis balls. And, and like you said, all that stuff is cool. But at right. the end of the day, you know, can you be efficient with, right. with your dribble? Can you get to your spots? You know, and can you shoot at a, from a high percentage, from a high percentage. Um, well, Coach, I got two bonus right. questions for you, and then uh, we'll wrap this thing up. That's good, man. Um, who are the top five shooters that you have ever seen or coached? This could be on any level. It could be a pro. It could be a high school kid that we don't know anything about. Who would you say are, are five shooters that you say, you know, now these guys can really – or ladies can really shoot the basketball. So I can mix in. I can mix in people I've never worked with. Correct. Oh yeah, yeah. This could be anybody. Okay. Could be, this could be all, all right, cool, NBA cool. guys if you want them to be. Or awesome, awesome. NBA. So first, first and foremost is has to be number one on everybody's list uh, is Steph Curry because he's the greatest. To me, he's the greatest shooter that ever shot the ball. Um, if I was a kid growing up today, that's who I would emulate on every single level possible. Um, second guy is is Ray Allen. And that's who I did emulate. I couldn't, I, I wasn't nearly as athletic as Ray, but uh, his work ethic combined with the way he conducted himself, his, his, uh, his, his, his just passion for being able to shoot the ball is, is unrivaled. That's my second. Um, I'm going to actually put Clay at three 
just because I, I, I literally watch highlights of him nonstop. I think everything that he does in terms of his footwork, um, how limited movement there are in his, there is in his shot is incredible. Um, number four is a guy I worked with, uh, and uh, his name's Max Hooper. And Max played for Oakland University in Michigan, I believe it was. And uh, Max's senior year of college, Max did not attempt one two-point shot. All Max did was shoot threes for the entire year. <laughs> wow. Uh, he was uh, he he played on that on that Oakland team with Kay Felder. So uh Kay was just setting him up for threes. I I have worked with Max on mornings uh when I was in Nashville and I was just starting out. And that at that time Max was bouncing around to different G League teams, um, trying to hook on with an NBA team. So all we would do is shoot NBA threes. It's the same the same idea what we talked about earlier on how you would conduct a workout with a player. Well, yeah. all his 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 calling was going to be shooting. That's it. That's it. His only chance at making the league was, was shooting. Um, we would have workouts that I put together about 300 NBA threes. And there were days he'd walk out of there making about 290 of them. Um, and this is, this is no just like spot up catch and shoot. This is all coming off movement type shots. Wow. Uh, shooter I've ever seen in my life. I'd put him up against anybody in the world at this point. He knows that. Um, He's actually working as a player development coach with the Lakers right now. Um, so really, 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 high, really excited for him. Um, but yeah, man, he is, he's incredible. So that's four. And then number, number five really should be up, up somewhere different to me. Uh, just a guy in was Reggie Miller. Reggie, Reggie didn't have the greatest form in the world or, <laughs> or quote unquote, what we constituted good form. Um, but I don't know if anybody was meant mentally as prepared and focused as him to just make shots every single night that guy man i i would love to meet him i would love to talk to him and sit down with him because i just feel like his mindset was on a whole different level man and i i, I admire that about him greatly okay so, so my second bonus question is you're coaching all five of those players is on the floor yeah you gotta draw up a play you need one bucket who's gonna shoot that last shot <laughs> Man, um, it's a big. Here's the thing, man. Every single one of those guys is like alpha males. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're both. They're all alpha. Yeah. Um, I would, I would give the nod. I'm gonna give the nod to Ray, just because Ray has done it. Hit it. Hit a ginormous shot on the biggest stage you could ever think of when he hit that backpedaling no look no didn't ever look down at his feet knew where he was corner three which is just insane to me so i'll go i'll go right go right man that's a that's a good list um i love ray allen like he's my favorite when it comes yeah. to shooting like ray allen is jesus shuttles work that's that's yeah, my man there there um yeah. you can't really get much better than that and, and a lot of kids now they know ray from when he played in Boston and he played in Miami, right. they don't realize when he was in Milwaukee, you know, he would, he would shoot you out or he'd take to the bucket and dunk on yeah. you too. So um, Seattle as well, about, man, Seattle, yeah. there was a moment in Seattle. He had that one year in Seattle, man, where I, I, I swear it's like any time they set that high pick and roll, he was coming off that pick and roll and it, it was either a three or he was going to come off with a two dribble pull up. And I, it was like he's gonna he's going to get twenty five to thirty. It's just going to be what it is, and it it was incredible to watch. Yeah, Ray Ray Allen Ray Allen was my man. I, that's that was 
when it comes to shooting, that that was the guy. And I love also watching Reggie Miller. Uh, yeah. You know, Reggie would come off those screens, man, and just – I mean, it was just – there was nothing you can do. I mean, plus he's, uh-huh. what, 6'8", six, 6'8", six, I believe, yeah. something like that. So, yeah. then there's a – re- you know. <laughs> There's a really good story about Reggie. My coach told me, I guess, Reggie uh, Reggie shot like oh for one night, like didn't make a shot, came to practice the next day. And uh, the one coach was like, hey, Reg, like you didn't shoot well last night. So we're going to we're going to help you get some more shots today in games. And to show you where Reggie's mindset was, I guess Reggie looked at him. and He was like, I shot the ball fine last night. It just didn't go in. Mm. He was like, oh, I, I shot it fine. <laughs> it bad. They just didn't go in. So yeah. like. His mind was all like, you know how people will focus on misses. We talk about outcomes. Yeah. He wasn't focused on the outcome. He was like, no, I shot it fine. It, it just didn't go in. So I, it's just staying in that mind state of yeah. I'm going to make shots. That's just the way it is. I'm shooting the ball fine. It just didn't. It's just a, it's a cool little story to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's next level type of, uh, you know, mental, the habit yep. of mental, uh, capacity to have that that's 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 huge and that's why he's who he is you know to be able yeah, to absolutely yeah. absolutely absolutely well man that is all that i have i appreciate it man i enjoy talking to you and, and picking your brain a little bit and, sure uh, being able to uh uh hear your ideas on shooting so why don't you let everybody know how they can connect with you where they can follow you where they can find you at and uh then if you got any other advice you would like to leave us uh you can go ahead and share that too yeah man you can find me uh my main thing is on instagram at c mike dunn s-e-e-m-i-k-e-d-u-n-n uh that's where i put a, a lot of my stuff so just tons of free stuff I, I i never actually didn't start out on this journey to make money off of it so i don't make money on instagram i just do it just to post i post drills for kids for parents all over the world and it's been really cool to connect um also have a youtube page same thing c mike dunn so any any anything you want to get in contact with me with, uh, that's where you can find me. I'm very responsive to uh, to answering questions, and um, my whole goal at the end of the day is to get out in front of as many people as possible. So uh, shooting clinics now starting to pop up all over the country, all over the world, which has been a lot lot of fun. So uh, you know I believe this is just the beginning for me, and um, I hope to see as many people as I can along the way. Well, man, again, I appreciate it. And- and he do respond to some to, to, to messages on Instagram. That's how I, I, I didn't know if he was going to respond or not. I just said, well, I'm just going to shoot him one and see, and see what happens. So um, I'm glad you uh, reached back out and we was able to connect. Um, hey, man, before, I, before you sign off on it, man, I just want to say um, big, uh, big ups to you, man. I saw I, I, was, I was searching around your page, saw that you self-published the book. Which oh, I yeah. think, which I I think is incredible, man. I I think that's I don't think a lot of people understand how difficult that is to do, and I think that is a that's a really cool thing, man. That's a really really cool thing, and not just basketball wise, but however that ended up expanding your mind and everything that goes into that. That's that's a process in itself. So much respect to you for that. Yeah, man, I, I appreciate that because there was a lot of uh, tugging and pushing and pulling on that because. I had started it and, and stopped and started it back. And then I was, then I went through that phase where I was like, I ain't nobody going to re- want to read a book that I wrote. And so then I shelved it. And then I said, nope, I'm going to go ahead and write it. And then I had an issue with trying to find editors and all this stuff. And so yeah. then it just got to a point where it was just like, all right, let's just put it out there and see what happens. So 
um, it was rewarding, man. At the you know once I once I uh, wrote it and, uh, and sent it out and, and got it out there. So that was my interview with Mike Dunn. I told you he gave us some great information, some great insight on shooting and development, and just his thoughts on skill development and, and just his thoughts on on shooting. So uh, big shout out to Coach Mike Dunn. Y'all be sure to follow him on on social media. He has some great information, some great videos that he share on Instagram. So he did mention my book. Um, my book is available, The Skill Development Playbook. Be sure to go and check that out. It is available on my website. Uh, you can go to my website, tjonesfirm.com, um, and you will see up at the top where it says uh, uh, my book is available. You can click on that link. Uh, it gives you all the information. Um the testimonials and the price of the book and how you can order it. It can be purchased directly through my site. Uh, you can get the the paperback book for paperback copy for $9.99 or you can get the the PDF version for $3.99. And it's also available on Amazon. If you go to Amazon, you can type in the skill development playbook in the search bar and the information will come up for that. So be sure to follow me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram. My uh, handle is at NBNBball. That's at NBNBball. I'm also on LinkedIn. You can search for me, TJ Jones. Um, my website is tjonesfirm, T-J-O-N-E-S, firm, F-I-R-M, dot com. It has all the information about my services and, and what I do. Um, so be sure to check that out. If you need to contact me through email, then you can send an email to info, I-N-F-O, at tjonesfirm.com. I appreciate everybody that's been listening, but I need y'all to do something for me. I need you to subscribe, 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 because I'm going to be having some really great interviews coming up, and I don't want y'all to miss out. So since I don't want y'all to miss out, um, I need you to subscribe. So go to your favorite podcast platform, uh, especially if it's Apple. If you if you listen to the Apple podcast, be sure to subscribe and also give me a five star rating. I need a five star rating. Uh, the more ratings I have, especially if they're good ratings, then more people will hear about the show. More people, more people will want to listen in and more people will subscribe. So I need y'all to do that for me. That is it. Uh, I appreciate y'all, and I will see y'all next week. Until then, God bless.